0: Everybody. how are you doing today? In case you're joining us for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I'm a 6th degree black belt in the universal martial art, a 5th degree master in the chaekwondo martial art, and also a brown sash in kung fu, and I've been training for over 3 years in kabuto weapons. And I'm here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid universe, including the Cobra Kai Netflix show. Now, first of all, before we get started today, I just want to apologize that I haven't had a podcast in a little while. Um, I've been uh, very busy at the uh, new studio doing the construction, so um, I've just been uh, prioritizing my time there. And uh, I'm hoping to um, pick up where we left off here on our podcast and have a lot of fun. So today's example comes to you from Cobra Kai. Daniel instructs uh, Robbie to wash the windows as a blocking technique that he implements later on. Also, in this same series, Johnny Lawrence instructs Miguel to wash the windows. Now, when Miguel asks him how he wants to wa- how he wants him to wash them, he responds, "I don't give a crap." Okay, that's not what he said exactly, but we uh, PG it for the um, The younger viewers out there. So, uh, this represents the different ways and focuses to teach martial arts, which we'll cover more later. So, we're going back to our roots a little bit on the podcast, um, including a um, new topic called "Wash the Windows." Now, "Wash the Windows" topic I've had for quite a while. Um, I just haven't um, developed it yet. And also, too, uh, when I say get back to our roots, a lot of my podcasts, this is exactly the uh, direct uh, Miyagi to Daniel kind of uh, work task that our podcast is known for. So, um, a little background history on this. Of course, um, I've washed windows many times in my life, especially when uh, I own many martial arts studios that had uh, glass displays in the front, uh, windows. Um, I truly believe that uh, when, you have a, when, you, when you have a well-washed windows in the front of your business or your home, that it looks better and allows the light and the views to be enhanced, okay? Now, the work task today, of course, is the washing of windows. Um, in order to accomplish this, you first have to make your cleaning solution. Um, for big projects, for big projects, a lot of times cleaning solution is water and soap, dish soap. Okay, a lot of a lot of times windows are washed with that, and, and many, many people don't even know that that's what they use. Um, I use that initially with a um, um, like a fluffy. Um, like wand kind of thing where you can wash a, a whole window at once. Um, in my current studio, um, I have the, I got, I measured the windows because the windows are all the same size and I bought a, um, a, um, a brush. that's the same, uh, a fluffy uh, brush cleaner. Uh, this is the same size as that window so I can wash each window uh, individually and, and uh, not have to uh, double up. Um, and then also use a squeegee to um to dry the water um, after you've done washing the window now um you also need to have small products small project solution too Um, sometimes i um, have a a bottle uh, usually windex um, that i use for smaller projects and i will use that to um, spray on the windows and then uh, then squeegee it off when i'm done okay of course you need paper towels there too to wipe your squeegee and to also clean up any um, dripping mess that you have there. Okay. And when you do the outside windows, you can be a little messier because the, uh, usually the outside or the sidewalk area uh, will dry in the uh, sun, so it's not a big deal, kind of just cleaning the uh, the, the concrete a little bit so you can let it uh, just air dry, but when you do it inside, you need to have a little bit more control as to not get water everywhere. Um, so. You can clean up the excess the access of the, using a mop sometimes or just extra paper towel, okay? And you can touch it up. Um, as I said before, I was making a joke about this. Uh, you know, you wash the outside windows um, and then you're all, you think you're all done. And then uh, Mr. Maggie would come up to you and say, both sides, you know, or both side. And then you'd have to go inside and clean them too. And with windows that's important because um, you know you never know where the street could be the, uh, the dirt it could be on the inside or could be on the outside so if you do both sides um, you know that it, uh, that it's it's clear and that uh, your windows look clean um, Also too I, um, a lot of times uh, windows uh, in businesses and sometimes in homes as well you can wash the, um, the uh, frame around the window as well okay because that makes the, uh, the project you know, the whole thing look a lot better. Sometimes uh, those frames on the, um, you know, the the sills can get pretty dirty and you, you can dirty up your paper towel pretty quick. So a lot of times I won't, just as a pointer, I won't use the uh, the stuff, I the paper towels that I've used for the sills or the frames, I won't use on the glass because it'll, it'll add more dirt to the windows. So... Um, this uh, process, by the way, can also be used um, when you have mirrors in your studio. So, if you have mirrors in your studio, whether it be a dance studio, um, a, um, a gym, or a uh, martial arts studio, uh, you can clean your windows the same way, I mean, your mirrors the same way. So, you know, washing the windows isn't that really that complicated of a uh, work task, but it is something that, uh, that needs to be done, okay? Um, I'm not doing it that much currently at my studio because I'm still in the construction phase. So when you're in the construction phase, you're not really in the fine-tuning phase. Uh, Fine-tuning phase is uh, done later on. So anyways, um, let's move on to the martial art practice today. Now, on the physical training side, the, um, the washing of windows uses a motion uh, called the side-side block, okay? So you open up your palm of your hand, okay? And you do a a block to one side and you can use the back of the hand uh, for a block as well. So you can go side, 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 side. Now that uses hand blocking, okay? As opposed to using the whole arm to block. Um, With the open hand, you gain a little bit more um, surface area to block. Um, And you get the reassurance that it's blocked. Um, So it's not a bad block. You know, you can do it um, in our martial art, you can do an inward block that way. You can straighten out the arm just a little bit, and you can use that to block something so it doesn't come close to you. So that's the side-side block. Now the next one is the up-down block. Okay, now the up-down block can be done with the um, back of the hand going upwards and then pressing down. For the low palm block, um, for the up down, so you can go up, down. Now, some martial arts will use the wrist to block with. I'm not really a big fan of that, um, only because of the physics of a block. Now, I've seen people do it a lot in, in different martial arts, and it looks looks cool because it looks like you're blocking something um, with a very small target area. Um, but the, the the odds of being able to block someone's wrist with your wrist, is kind of um, hard to do. So the block is much better if the arm is turned to the side a little bit, so that you can block with the, um, the whole top of the hand, as well as the wrist. So that increases the surface area of the block. Very similarly to how you do the lower version. The lower version of that is pressed down, you get to use the whole hand plus part of the wrist, block with so the up down block basically i've taken the karate kid version and made it a little bit more practical that can be used so that's the up down block okay now as you uh, do these blocks it's very important to have a deep parallel stance okay parallel I call parallel ready stance or deep parallel stance Um, it's funny um you know um the, the deep parallel stance is actually used a bit not so much in the previous martial art that i did but the current martial art and also in weapons when you're doing a bow staff or nunchucks or sticks it's great to have that deep parallel stance because it gives you more of an equal uh, footing as to um, being able to use and twist um, and to leverage the bad thing about doing a uh, deep parallel stance facing someone is that you increase the surface area in which you can get hit, okay? But if you're carrying a bow staff, for example, um, I don't think you have to worry about that as much because you're going to have reach on them, okay, as, as opposed to your, the length of the bow staff is usually a foot taller than you are, or as tall as you are, so you usually get more reach on it, um, So I I challenge you to try a deep parallel stance, not just for martial arts, but also for fitness, okay? A lot of times in Kung Fu, they'll use deeper stances, not because they're practical, they'll use them as training methods to increase the strength of your legs, okay? And uh, you say to yourself, but, uh, you know, who does that? Who does that? And I'm like, uh, yeah, um, I just went to the gym last night and people were doing um, uh, squats against the wall. We do that in class too. We, uh, I have a dice that I roll and one of the things on the dice is squats against the wall. So you, you put your back up against a wall and then you, uh, you uh, hold the squat position okay, for a while. Um, so we do that quite a bit. You know, In fact, I'll probably do it uh, next week in class Uh, because i refresh myself on how important it is and then um, in doing this deep parallel stance you can focus on doing trunk twists now trunk twists are very important for health um, as well uh, because they encourage you to to uh, to use the side of your body the sides the lats to be able to have mobility okay a lot of times uh, that's the first place that someone hurts when they're lifting something, is when they're twisting while they're while they're trying to lift something heavy. Um, they always recommend uh, not to do that when you're lifting because it's prone, it's more prone to injury. But that's why it's important to make sure that you're doing it in a controlled manner and make sure that you're stretching out on a regular basis so that you do have trunk mobility. So practice that trunk twist. Get in a deep parallel stance, and then go back and forth, back and forth, twisting. Okay, and that'll be help you in a lot of things, both your health and your martial art training. Um, also, too, um, in doing the uh, washing the windows, um, it's very important to do a shoulder workout. Now, when you do a shoulder workout, you're going to do circles with your shoulders. You can uh, rotate just the shoulders back 10 times. You can rotate the shoulders forward 10 times. You can also rotate the arms back and the arms forward. Okay. You can also do um, cross. You can cross your hands in front of you and go behind. Okay, so you go, you cross the hands in front, and then your arms go behind you as far as they can, and you go back and forth on that um, in order to to have more of a shoulder workout and get your shoulders ready. Okay, you can also do some static stretching on those as well um, to get yourself um, more mobility in your shoulders and to increase the um, the uh, the, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of a better word. I want to say looseness, but uh, your range of motion. I want to increase your range of motion. Now, one of the things we do in our martial art is that we do what's called bouncing shoulders. So after you're done with your shoulder workout, you would do uh, you would bounce up and down and let your shoulders just relax. Okay, so you could bounce up and down ten or fifteen times just to make sure your shoulders are relaxed. Okay. Now, one of the things I've done in class before is instead of doing jumping jacks, I've done 15 bouncing shoulders, okay, which is very similar to the jumping jacks Um, in motion. It's just you're not using your arms as much. You're you're bouncing your shoulders. So you can try that too, especially in between things, or if you need something else uh, to help increase your cardio between uh, sets. Okay, so uh, that's it for uh, for the physical training today. So let's move right along to the mental training of the washing the windows. First, um, when you're doing any kind of uh, work like this, it's very good to make sure that you breathe in and breathe out. Sounds like I'm a little stuffy. I am a little stuffy. I was working in the studio a lot of dust. um, Before I did my podcast, day, I was sneezing a little bit uh, because of all the dust that I had. But um, so make sure you breathe in, breathe out. Okay, that'll help you relax and also help you to focus on what you're doing. Another thing too is that um you can also uh keep a sharp eye okay so because this is something that requires um you know your uh, uh it's detail work when you're cleaning washing a car or washing windows it's detail work. So you want to make sure you're not just uh slapping water on it and then drying it up but you're actually you know making sure that you wash and trying to you know not have streaks and you're on your glass, and uh, making sure that everything's clean. So make sure you keep a sharp eye and strong focus, okay? And that'll help you in your martial art training as well. And we just said this is more of a detailing work, detailing work, okay? And just like when you detail a car, you detail your uh, house or your business. And that's more of the final step before before you welcome people into your home or the final step before you welcome people into your business, okay? Now, um, we uh, talked about at the very beginning of our podcast. We gave a reference to the Cobra Kai with uh, Daniel and Robbie training, and the Johnny and Miguel training. Okay, um, what was the difference between Daniel and Johnny's training methods? Okay, well, Daniel was trying to do trying to use it as a teachable moment. Okay. So a teachable moment. So he was using the work as a teachable moment to teach Robbie how to block. Okay. Um, Now Johnny's teaching. People would say that he didn't take advantage of a teachable moment. Okay. Now, it is a TV show. So um, they were trying to show the difference between Johnny Lawrence and Daniel in the way they do things. Okay. Now, in Johnny's did, John, did, Don, did Johnny teach Miguel anything when he did this? Okay. He basically told them just to get the work done. Okay. So he didn't care how it was done. He just wanted to, to, to do that. So instead of using uh, washing of windows um, to uh, teach him blocks, what he would do is he would have the washing of the windows as his um, penance, you could say before he would take the time to show him how to block for real in a martial arts setting. So in Johnny's, you know, uh, philosophy, he believes that blocking should be done when he has a dough buck on and when he's uh, being punched at, okay? Or Daniel was trying to teach him how to do it without knowing that he's doing it, okay? Is one teaching method better than the other? No, not really. I mean, a lot of people could say that Daniel's is better because that's how Mr. Miyagi did it in The Karate Kid, but it's not. You know, um, sometimes um, the Johnny Lawrence method is stop messing around and get it done, okay? Um, one of the best things I could, uh, other example that I can give you that's, that's, that illustrates this point is um, Daniel, um, they built the, in the, the last season of Cobra Kai, they built a, uh, like, a fighting um, stage, a fighting platform for them to fight on so they could practice um, getting ready for the tournament. Now, they had built it, and Johnny Lawrence had gotten there early with a, um, with a commercial sander and buffed it all out, okay? And uh, it was very, very smooth so the kids don't get any splinters. And Daniel was mad at him because he said, I was going to use that for the whole week as a teachable moment. So he was going to have the kids sand it by hand all week. Okay. So in this example, you know, is Daniel right and Johnny Lawrence wrong? No, but both of them are right. You know, it's just that Johnny Lawrence wanted to focus on the training itself and not focus on doing the chores. Okay. So he went there and got it done early and just got it done so he could do the martial arts in a martial arts setting, rather than doing it in a different way. So, some people learn differently. Okay, so some people like uh, being kind of tricked into learning something, Mr. Miyagi style, and then some people um, just like this is cut to the chase and show me the meat, uh, the meat of the uh, of the mar- of the movements. So, um, so that's just different ways that of teaching martial arts. Okay, sometimes I've used both. I've used both different, in the, in, the, in the many years I've been teaching, I used both uh, training methods before. So, anyways, um, let's go ahead and wrap it up here today. Just remember that uh, in order to fully learn any kind of martial arts, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. Okay? Um, the secret phrase, we always have a secret phrase every time we have a podcast. Today's secret phrase is both side. Okay, so once again, that secret phrase is both side. Okay, meaning that the Mr. Miyagi fence painting method. Okay, and then the technique of the week, the technique of the week, the one that we think uh, was the, one of the most, uh, the best ones to do was the side side block. Okay, very effective, works very, very well to keep things from hitting you. So try that side-side block as well, okay? It was great to be back. I hope that you guys continue to listen to our podcast. Uh, Remember that we're here every week learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life around you, increased productivity, and a better world. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.